welcome back to Reading Radio. I'm Alora. And I'm Jason. This month's book is The Outsiders by S.E. Hinton. All right, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Well, we're kind of quarantined, so... Yes, we are. So a lot of reading. A lot of reading. Knitting. I started loom knitting, so that's fun. Yeah. Um, what else? Board games. Always lots of that. There's always lots of that, whether we're quarantined or not, so... Cool. But I've been uh, painting some minis and... Lots of minis. Lots of minis. Learning how to make chainmail bracelets again. And working on my other podcast, which is trailing sadly behind to this one. So if you uh, feel bad for me, head over to BeBetterTomorrow.com <laughs> and download it. It uh, will make me feel better about myself. It also help you uh, with personal development and self-improvement. That's a whole other story. All right. The Outsiders. Spoiler free. You'd heard about this through a friend. One of my friends was obsessed with it a while back and loved the movie. Well, didn't like the movie, but loved the book and would rant about it constantly. And I didn't bother picking it up. And we were looking for a more classic book. And so I mentioned it. And he's just like, yeah, let's do it. Honestly, I, I'd never heard of it. Or I don't remember ever hearing of it. And I, I blame every teacher I've ever had. Because this book seems like it would have been right up my alley as far as books I should read. I had a teacher recommend Lord of the Flies to me because I wasn't getting into the books that we were reading at the time. And this is one of those ones that sh- should have been recommended, I think. I think it fits right in there. So overall impression, what was, your, what was your impression of the book? Amazing, but it's so terrible because... Don't say any becauses, no spoilers. I nearly cried multiple times. That's okay, that's not a spoiler. <laughs> what did you think? I really enjoyed it. I understand pretty much immediately why it was a classic. And we can get into some of the discussions in the spoiler zone, uh, or some details around why that's the case. Uh, overall score, though, what do you give it? Ooh, that's hard. Okay, five being, for those of you who haven't been around before, everybody should read this book. I think it's a five. I really liked it. Is this our first five? I think no, so. No, that's not C.S. Lewis. Yeah. What <laughs> so, did you think? I was going to go four and a half. I don't know that everybody should read this book, but I think this was amazing. I, Everyone I, 13 and up should read this book. Yeah, so that's our next question. I would definitely put a, a category warning on this of there's some innuendo and some references and some... Violence. Violence and questionable behavior for, of teenagers. And I guess the book's been questionable, if not banned in a lot of places. Um, parents have always complained about the way the children behave in this book. And so... Homeschoolers, we don't have banned books. There is books we can't access at the library. Um, let me think. Is there a book that I would actually ban as a parent? I mean, there's books I would definitely say you should not read now, um, and maybe not ever, just because they're not good for you. They're what uh, Charlotte Mason would call twaddle, and not not even healthy twaddle. So I don't, but I don't know that I'd ban them. I don't like that idea at all. So yeah, no banned books in our house. Just books you're not allowed to read. <laughs> quite different so banned for the moment banned for the moment so we're saying 13 and up at least 13 and up 14 and up yeah I it did. depends because there is i don't think anything got too descriptive with it but there is more personal touch with violence than other books we've read yeah so that's a good it's a good thing she, uh, she was very good i think at making most of those things happen off screen and leave, leaving it to the imagination fun fact Looked up the book. Start reading it. S.C. Hinton is a girl. Yeah. Didn't know that till about halfway through when you told me. And she was 16 and failing her creative writing class when she started writing this book. And when she, the day she got graduated college was the day she got the publishing deal on this not, book. Not college. High school. High school. Yeah. So 18. 
Yeah. So if I would, was her, I would have definitely walked up to that teacher with the contract and said, nana, nana, boo, boo. <laughs> you, <laughs> like, you, you failed me. I'm a published author. What have you ever done? <laughs> but that's why I was such a jerk in school. I, don't do that, kids. It's not good. <laughs> I've, I've repented since then and tried to be a much better person. All right. We're going to head into the spoiler zone. We now. haven't gotten to summary yet. We haven't. You're right. Let's do this. Let's do... Let's just take that part out. <laughs> so give give us a high-level summary of the book. High-level summary. High-level summary. That's what I said. That's okay. It is about a boy named Pony Boy. Real name. On his birth certificate, he says that multiple times in the book. And his gang, mm-hmm. the Greasers, so their hair slicked back, pretty much their life against the socks, the more higher-up kids. Now, see, that's interesting. I listened to the audiobook. If I read it... I would have said this, pronounced it the same way. In the book, they called them socias because it was sort short for socials or socialites. I thought it was socks because it was S-O-C. Absolutely. If I'd have read it, that's how you should pronounce it. I don't know if, I'm assuming the author had some input on how they pronounce things, especially with the movie that came out a long time ago. So, but let's go with socias and assuming that's actually the right way to say it. All right. I'm going to try it. Okay, go ahead. I'll let you go. Um, that's pretty much the high-level review of it. Well, just the conflicts that, that occur between them and the life in a probably lower-middle-class or lower-class neighborhood in apparently Tulsa, although it never says that explicitly in the book. Wikipedia said it was from Tulsa, Oklahoma in 1967, if I'm not mistaken. You can tell I'm not looking at Wikipedia right now because I don't remember, but I think 67 or 69. It's not somewhere on there. Yeah. All right. Now can we spoiler zone? Yes. To the spoiler zone! <laughs> okay. So one of the reasons I've read and and, th- and believe this book has been around as long as it has is because it was the first book of young adult fiction that took children seriously. Or at least wrote with more serious topics. A lot of books at the time were seemed to be more of a... Polly goes to prom and happy nothing and horses. Yeah, just happiness. Where, especially kids in the late sixties, they're dealing with at that age. You know, Vietnam's in flight. A lot of their friends are going off and dying in war. It's a pretty tragic time. Things are a little bit more serious, and it's the first time that f- happy fifties bubblegum pop smiley thing. Uh, really starts to get shattered. I mean, there's a lot of things that happened in the 60s, but that was one of the big things. So she wrote, obviously, as a child, being 16, and and wrote in such a way that kids read it and went, yes, this is a book that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Now, not everybody has gang fights, you know, <laughs> to deal with, all right? Most of us don't, but that's why I think it stuck around so long. I think I would agree with that. Because there was an interview with her at the end of the copy I had. Okay. And it was talking about that. And she always loved to read. That's one of the reasons she liked writing, just not school stuff, apparently. Yeah. And so she was always reading books. And then she talked about how everything was happy-go-lucky. And if you weren't into that or horses, you were pretty much out of luck. Right. So she wrote what she would want to read, which is what all authors I hear should hear. Let me try that again. What all authors recommend that you do. Write what you would want to read or create the business that you need to have. Because there's somebody else out there that's the, that feels the same way you do. And even if not, you'll at least enjoy and respect yourself for it when you're done. Mm-hmm. So the, sh- the movie open movie. <laughs> the book opens with Ponyboy walking out of the movies, heading down, walking home by himself. And they make a big deal about this. 
Did you kind of see where things were going at that point? A little bit there. Um, yeah. I saw it coming a little bit. But I'm not the best at seeing those things come ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Do you actively think about it when you're reading a book? Like I don't what's think coming? so. I think I just kind of go in the moment. But when I stop the book, I think about what happens next. Okay. So when you're in the middle of reading, you don't really think about it. But Yeah. Okay. And that makes sense. Sometimes in the, I ended up probably pausing a little bit more than you did because I was doing about a half an hour at a time on my commute. Mm-hmm. I think I read it in like three sit downs. Yeah. So it makes it a little harder to think about it then. But I'll, I'll occasionally stop and go, what's the author setting up here? So she does a good job at, at setting up the con- conflict between the socius and the greasers. Mm-hmm. So who was your, who, who was your favorite of the, the greasers? The greasers? Yeah. Probably Johnny. Johnny, yeah. Johnny's Johnny's everybody's pet. Or two bit. <laughs> I was gonna say I like two bit. I like the sarcastic guy. There's a there's a part of me that really likes Dally. Um just because I knew I feel like I knew a lot of those guys growing up. So coming from a really small town, I was obviously I wasn't like in that kind of situation, but there was a lot there's a lot of rougher guys, you know. We we would weren't people don't people don't call them greasers. Greasers didn't really exist then, but they were guys that didn't care about school, got into trouble, did that kind of stuff. And I, through my years, was at least around them and befriended them in various various ways. And I always felt a little bad, like they just aren't, they can't play the game to be to go along. And so Dally was one of those guys. He got into trouble. Played he didn't play the game. He played a different game actually. Mm-hmm. And so he he kind of found his family, but. Obviously, things get to the end and don't turn out so well. Yeah. So We're not going to talk about that yet. We'll get there, yeah. So past the fight that they break up, the first scene we get to see everyone interacting is the movie theater. Where Dally's, like, harassing the girls. Yes, really the driving. Yeah, really being rude. And Johnny, of all people, tells him to knock it off. And it's interesting to see that dynamic. Do you remember what happened? Not exactly. So normally, Ponyboy says if somebody else would have talked to Dally like that, they'd have gotten a beating. Oh, yeah. But Johnny says it, and because Johnny's the pet, everything's fine. And Dally walks away mad because he can't talk back to Johnny because Johnny's everyone's favorite or something <laughs> to that effect. And then they end up talking to the girls, which leads to a bunch of trouble later down the line. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I, you said you didn't see that coming. with. So let's move forward. Johnny and uh, Ponyboy and 2-Bit, right, walk the girls home. Because Two Bit yes. shows up halfway through the movie, and their boyfriends catch him. Well, their boyfriends turn out to be the guys who who almost killed Johnny in the beginning. In the beginning, well, well before, before it started, they beat the crap out of him. They, and you, they mark it by Bob's rings. They made a big deal about the fact that the guy who beat Johnny up had all these rings, and then when he comes back around, he's got the rings and the blue Mustang, when and he, everything falls into place. Right, and they she. The reason I knew is she had said that Pony or Johnny since that night had been carrying a switchblade. Mm-hmm. Chekhov's gun, right? You don't oh. you don't mention something like that unless it's going to come into play later. So when she mentioned that and set up those rings and this confrontation happened, Johnny was never going to get beat up again. He was going to die or he was going to defend himself. And I figured this early in the story, he wasn't going to die. This early? <laughs> well, I mean, if you haven't read the book, you shouldn't have entered the spoiler zone. So that's what that's the reason I saw it. Mm. I saw the rings. I didn't see it going that far, though. So did that shock you? What did you think when it yes. happened? Um, I don't remember. I think I was just not expecting it. I was very surprised. 
when it's interesting, again, she kept it off camera, right? Ponyboy's getting drowned. It's his perspective. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden he's not drowning and he's sitting next to a corpse. Yeah. And that's pretty much all it says. Because then um, Ponyboy's also not paying attention to it either. He doesn't want to look at it. Right. I don't know that I would either. That reality... It's not like you're going to stare at it. Well, that reality sets in of what just happened. Now you're in serious trouble. Yes. And so they go find Dally, the one person they think can help them. And it turns out he can. I don't know if he helped him or not. Maybe. I mean, I know they... And th- what they were needing, like what they thought they needed, he did. Right. I know that they talked about them always getting the raw deal, but there's no better case for a self for self-defense. He's drowning your friend. They're, he's This group of people has already almost killed you. You defended yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not the justice system would have been served, we don't know. Because we, we didn't get the chance to find that out. Right, but it might have turned out happier anyway. Yeah. So then they go, and Dolly sends them to a worn-out church. So let me ask, before we get there, what did you think of the relationship between Derry and Ponyboy? It was interesting. I feel like it wasn't as bad as um, Ponyboy put it out to be. Like, obviously they're family. He cares about him probably just more than he's letting on. Derry cares more about Ponyboy? Yeah, than he's letting on. See, I don't know that you understand the pressure of being a parent, especially when you're not actually a parent. Yeah. And I don't begin to understand that aspect. But Derry is suddenly, at 20 or whatever years old he is, given up college where he had opportunities to go and play football. Because he needs to keep his family together. If he goes to college, the boys go to foster homes or, or state homes or whatever and get split up. So he gives up his future to take care of them. He knows Soda Pop's going to be Soda Pop, right? He's going to go do Whatever it is he's going to do. Yeah, but po- he knows Pony Boy has potential. And he's got to put some pressure on him to to not be a loser, but to go do what he's got to do and, and do something better with himself. And so that comes out often as being harsh and critical, and Ponyboy doesn't see that. But it is more like, Soda Pop's a lost cause. I can't help him, but I can help you. <laughs> and just, I think he gets it by the end. He does, but, I think. Yeah, but that whole story, I was like, come on, man. How? I know you're only like, what, 11 or 12, but... He was 14. No, he wasn't. Was he really? He was 14, 16, and then the adults? Or 18 and 20? Is that how old they were? Yeah. Okay. See, at 14 years old, your age, I think you'd hopefully see a little bit of that. Any pressure I put on you is simply because I see your potential. <laughs> I want to see you succeed. <laughs> anyway, all right. I just wanted to ask about that. And the whole, like, the whole thing with them going out and the fight happening was because Dally, not Dally. Derry. Derry struck out and hit Ponyboy. Oh, that's right. That's right. They, they had gotten into an argument and he, and he hit him and he walked out and they, I guess they went and looked for him but couldn't find him. So he was out at like god o'clock in the morning and johnny was out because he never went home his parents were abusive and crazy so he'd just rather sleep in the park than go home mm-hmm. i don't know why he wouldn't have gone over to the curtis's yeah like seems like they had an open door policy they even said one time they're like their rival gang leader was on their couch and none of them knew it he came up he came up and he's like hey guys and he walked out the door <laughs> like he just crashed there for the night because they didn't lock their doors yeah yeah i mean who's gonna mess with the, the Three big tough dudes, but anyway, it's a weird, weird society. Mm-hmm. All right, what else you got? What else you... Um, so then they make it to the church, and they're there. Now, did you catch the foreshadowing with the church? No. They were like, if we're not careful, this church will go up in flames. Something to that effect. As soon as they said that, I'm like, oh, that church is burning down. 
like something's gonna go wrong. I'm so oblivious to this stuff. Oh, see, there's there's literary clues all the way through. She did a good job of laying out a path, but no, it wasn't so obvious that you're that it ruined it. It almost made you look forward to something. Because I obviously didn't catch any of them. Well, maybe it's just maybe it's my, my experience with reading. I I can see these things better because I've seen them more often. I don't know. Just a thought. And so, you get to the church, and they end up getting a copy of Gone with the Wind that Pony Boy ends up reading to Johnny. Which, which is, is a huge book. I don't know if you've ever looked at it. It's big. No. If you ever, I, I mean, I want to say that the movie was like three hours or something. That's a long movie. Yeah, from back in the day, especially. Nobody did like... No one sits for three hours. Yeah, there weren't Marvel and Lord of the Rings that go three and four hours at a time. That thing was huge. Anyway. So they end up reading that, but they never finish it. They only make... Make it to one part where Ponyboy has to stop and explain people running off to save people's lives valiantly, knowing they'll probably lose their own. Right, and so the whole... I realize that's a setup now. Ah, you do, don't you? Yeah. So that was that was a beautiful piece where these guys lived for something greater than themselves, and I think there's probably nothing more than the greasers wanted than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why people are attracted to the military. That's why people are attracted to clubs, teams. Because they want to be a part of something bigger than just themselves. And I think these guys who never had those chances admired that. So, What else did you read while I was there? It's really important. A poem by Robert Frost. You want to read it or you want me to read it? You read it. All right. Nature's first green is gold, her hardest hue to hold, her early leaf's a flower, but only so an hour. Then leaf subsides to leaf, so Eden sank to grief. So dawn goes down to day, nothing gold can stay. And so that sets up the probably the most famous line of the movie at the or not I keep calling it a movie of the book. It is a movie, technically. It is at the end. Stay good. We'll come we'll come to that when we get there. So anything I mean, we know that Dally came to find them and he's running interference for him with everybody. Mm-hmm. They're grabbing dinner. Then they become heroes. Because then they're eating at Dairy Queen um, barbecue burgers. And then they come back and the church is burning. And there's parents standing outside that tell them that there's a group of kids inside. And like without even... Did they tell them or did they figure it out? Like did, they the kids are missing and they heard it? Okay. Or maybe they're like a group of kids wandered off and they can't find them. Yeah, so that might be it. And they know almost instantly that they're in the church and Ponyboy runs in, not realizing Johnny is following him. Right. And they go in and save the kids. Right. Except Johnny gets crushed by a beam. Because Ponyboy runs out after he thinks everyone is there. And Johnny isn't following him. And Derry... Derry's outside. Ends up knocking him out so he doesn't <laughs> ki- kill himself trying to save Johnny. I thought he said it was because he was on fire and he was trying to put it out. But he hit him so hard. Wasn't that it? One of those two. Yeah. So yeah, but then Johnny got stuck, and they get in and get him out. But he ends up with uh, broken back and several other injuries. Never gonna be able to walk again. Right. Derry goes in to save him. Lee Pony Boy's outside unconscious. Derry goes in to. Derry, yeah. Derry goes in to save him. No, and... it's Dally. You're right. Sorry, Dally. That... Dally and Dallas. That's how. I... Yeah, those two names confuse me. So Dally jumps in to save Johnny, and the next thing Pony Boy knows, he's in an ambulance. He mm-hmm. thinks he's being arrested, so they're confused, but, he, but they take him back to the hospital. Yes. So what did you think of the scene with uh, Johnny's mother? 
That was interesting. That's a word, yeah. (laughs) What did you think of it? It's interesting. Go ahead. I want to hear your perspective. Um, Donnie said that he didn't want to see her, right? Correct. So that was interesting that he didn't want to see her, but she was still wanting to come in. I wonder if it's like she almost didn't realize what she had done to him in the past. I don't know. Some people in that situation, at least characters I've seen, I've never, thank God, known anybody like this, are so narcissistic that it's still about them. That's her boy. She needs to see him. But but he, she's never been a mother to him. And she says, after all I've done for him, and that kind of, like, oh, I think that says something for the doctors to realize this isn't a good situation. I wanted Pony Boy or somebody to just go <laughs> off on her. Like, I get it, 1960s, maybe they were a little bit respectful back then. Oh, man, I was ready to go off on that woman. Like, are you kidding me? He sleeps in the park rather than be with you, you harpy. Go home. Like, let him go in peace. But, so at that point, did you start seeing something happening? Mm-mm. Really? I still had a... <laughs> Leave my young mind and my hopes alone. Oh, my gosh. We gotta get you some deadlier books. No! <laughs> okay, go ahead. I think I said my piece. That's your piece? What is your piece on the well, Same thing. I, just, I think it was crazy. It was interesting that they, interesting that the author chose to include her in that story. Because she could have just as easily been oblivious or not cared. Mm-hmm. And he's just trouble anyway. Who cares? He'll be done or whatever. I don't want to pay those bills. So she could have left her, left her out. But to have her there and have the, the, the small interaction with Pony Boy, I was just like, oh, man. I see that. And they go up and... Talk to Dally. I don't know. And who? I think it's Two Bit and Pony Boy that are there visiting Johnny, and he sends Pony Boy sends Two Bit off to get a copy of Gone with the Wind because Johnny wants to finish it. Right, right. And that's when Johnny says, "Stay golden." Yeah, and he knows. That's when he knows. And so, what does that mean? To stay true, like. Stay beautiful, even though everything else is falling apart. Yeah, I think, I think, I think everybody recognizes that Pony Boy is kind of the smart one. Mm-hmm. He can get the good grades. He's in the advanced classes. He's kind of the hope of the community. Like, Soda Pop's going to work at the garage. He's not a school guy, and back then, especially college was you were you were great. If you get to, everyone can go to school now, or most people can. But back then it was tough. And if you can get into school, you're going places. So it's kind of everybody, hey, stay golden, man. Don't let this place tarnish you. Get out. Do what you can do what you're called to do, what you're great at doing. So what about the whole fight then with the Sochas and the uh the greasers? I don't know if that whole big fight scene was necessary. Did you? I don't know. It was interesting to kind of see the flavor of the world, but I don't know that it drove anything from a narrative perspective. Other than, um, oh gosh, what's his name who was like, I'm not going to fight? Roderick? Uh, Ricky? I don't know. The character. Start with an R. Sure, that guy. Coward guy. Not coward guy, but smart guy who didn't want to fight. So mm-hmm. he's not going to fight, and that was kind of nice. And I'm just, I guess, I don't know. Like, if, I don't care what clique I'm in. If you were literally almost going to murder a kid and he murdered you back, I'm not fighting for your honor. Yeah. You deserve it. Sorry about your luck. Especially since probably everybody knew he was a jerk. I mean, his friends were even like, his parents just never told him no. He was just looking for boundaries. Okay, he found them. 
<laughs> That's the end of the and line. And his parents man. can't tell him no anymore. Like, I feel bad for his for his parents, but at the same time, you can't raise monsters and then be upset when the village rebels and brings their pitchforks. I don't know. Maybe I'm heartless. Don't be a monster and make me eat these words later. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so they go. Uh, Ponyboy goes back to tell him all about it, and Johnny dies. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you knew that was coming at some point. You know, not. Until, I was denying it. <laughs> denying it. Okay, so I remember you going. You're like, I hate you. <laughs> it's like calling out as you're reading. I'm like, where are you? And then you told me, I'm like, oh, it gets worse. I know. And mom, mom and Zoe were just staring at us, like. I, mom said multiple times, I was going to read this, but based on your reactions, I don't think I want to anymore. <laughs> That's the thing. I think it's still a great book. It's amazing. There's just, it's okay to have tragic endings. Sometimes that's the the ending a character needs. I don't want it for people, but a character sometimes needs a tragic ending. And I thought Dally's, yeah, was even more tragic than Johnny's. Like, Johnny was a victim of his own circumstances, but did you get what Dally did? He shot himself. No, he didn't. He committed suicide by cop. His, they made a mention earlier that he carries a gun. It's never loaded. He went and robbed a store to get the police to come after him. And then he pulled an empty gun on the police so they would kill him. Because he couldn't handle a world without Johnny. Are you going to... I'm sorry, did I just break you? <laughs> yes! So, like, a blaze of glory to go out and he... And that was it. And I was... I, I, I kind of saw it coming. I didn't I didn't go, oh, that gun's going to come back around. I didn't think that. But as soon as he... No Chekhov's gun. Not on that one, literally. But when he when he's being chased by the police, I'm like, oh, they'll get him out. And then I went, oh, no. He's going down. He's gone crazy. So I was like, just... Sh- I was a little shocked. But it's like, oh, two first. That's a, that's a lot for like a teen, teen book, book, I guess. I mean, I'm used to, you know, one or two. And, you know, J.K. Rowling cries when she kills a character. Essie Hinton seems like she's got a little bit of evil inside of her and i appreciate it ma'am don't get me wrong i like it put it in the book instead of doing it in your life (laughs) what else before i got one last i I have one thing on the clothes but is there anything else and then it had him waking up in his bed because he passed out from concussion loss of blood stuff from the fight and former injuries it's him waking up and then there's a copy of someone comes in i think it was soda pop with a copy of Gone with the Wind, and it's the same one Johnny had with, like, that note inside. Yeah. I totally expected him to sign off with Stay Golden, but there was nothing, like, that wasn't in the note at all. Mm. I think, I love the bringing the family back together Mm -hmm. and having them kind of mend their ways. You know, they're not going to be perfect, but you can see some hope for them. I had a genuine fear that they was going to get sent to, like, a boy's home. Oh, so did I. And, like, maybe, we'll see. Um... The fact that they were they were heroes would be is helpful in that situation. Soda, um, Ponyboy would have been broken at that point. Oh gosh, if he didn't have soda, uh, yeah, it would have been it would have been a tragedy, definitely. Mm-hmm. I think the ending, which I did not see coming, was one of the greatest endings of a book I've read. It was amazing. Sometimes you get to the end of a book and you're disappointed. Stephen <coughs> King. Sometimes you get to the ending of a book and it's like, oh, that's perfect. That was right. This was not only perfect and right, but an amazing tie back. To the beginning of the book. Because you know it's a first person perspective. But you don't realize that. They're it's like, almost like a loop. It's you a can circular. You start yeah. the book wherever. And it just goes on forever. Yes. It's the 
never-ending story. Yes, there's one other book series that I know that did something like that, um, which actually, I, never mind. I don't want to give anything else on it. Give anything on anybody else's book, but it, that I enjoyed. It did that loop. I'm like, oh, that okay, I can live with that. I like it. So yeah, this is one of the probably one of the biggest surprise books I read because I didn't know what to expect. Me neither. Um, the movie, I have to find, figure out what's in the movie because it's one of the old like Brat Pack movies. So it's all the famous actors of that day. Like Tom Cruise back when he was a kid is in this thing. Oh, wow. Right? So um, you probably don't even know any of the other people. So if we can figure it out. Oh, nope. You haven't seen that Karate Kid. Anyway, if I can figure out if it's decent I've heard of watch, Karate Kid. Right. The original Karate Kid is in this when he was that age. I want to say he's Johnny. I can't remember. Anyway. So... The Outsiders by S.E. Hinton. Read the book. Highly recommend it's amazing. it. amazing. Let's talk about our next book. Do you remember what it is? The Asgardian Exchange. The first book in the series. The Rise of... I'm reading it upside down. Jotuns? Jotones? I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Jotuns? Oh, probably is like a Because it's Jotunheim, so... Mm, yeah. Anyway, this is by a, an author by named Mark Bryan. And this a friend of mine said, hey, you guys should read this book. My, my son's enjoying it. In fact, his son, like, was sneaking reading he, for the first time ever, wouldn't put it down. And so he tagged me in the conversation, and we've, we've talked a little bit back and forth. It seems like it's right up our alley. So uh, I'll link to this in the show notes and on the bookshelf. Make sure you go out and check it out. The Asgardian Exchange, The Rise of Jotuns. I'm going to have to ask him how you pronounce that on the, <laughs> before we do it. And hopefully, Mark, we can get a nice little interview going and just do a bonus episode over the summer as mm-hmm. a local, well, yeah, local author. Of, of YA stuff, it's always good to make that connection. I'm interested in reading it. Yeah, it looks like a really interesting concept. They say it's a kind of a Norse, myso- Norse mythology in the world of Harry, or in a school setting like Harry Potter. Uh, that's how the introduction says, so sounds good. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Nope, that's it. Excellent. Uh, we have been growing by leaps and bounds recently, and I can only say that it's because of those of you in the f- Facebook group and who are loyal listeners who are sharing this with your friends, and I just want to say thank you. It kind of gives me joy every day to, to wake up and see that a you know handful more people every day are downloading and subscribing to the podcast. So if you haven't, and it's your first time listening, welcome, but head over to reading-radio.com where you can find out all the ways to subscribe. Or you can find us, of course, on Stitcher, on iTunes, on Google Play, on Spotify, or anywhere else good podcasts are found. If you can't find us there, that's not a place for good podcasts. I don't want us to tell you. (laughs) Until then, great reading, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Reading Radio. This podcast is a production of FF4 Media, and all the information you ever want to find is available at reading-radio.com. There you can find the books that we'll be doing in the future at our bookstore. You can buy them. Give us a little bit of money back from Amazon. We'd appreciate it. The music you're hearing right now is by Kevin McLeod of Income Tech. It's released under Creative Commons Share and Attribute License, the same as this podcast. So if you want to use it for any non-commercial endeavor you can, just give us credit. And we'd appreciate it if you like, share, and subscribe with everyone you know. Thanks, and we'll talk to you next month.